Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of North by Nerd West, where tonight we will be talking about the jabroni-beaten, pie-eaten, trailblazing, eyebrow-raising, all-around smacketh down the people's champ the rock. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, tonight it is our ode to the great one, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm Emma Platt, and that is my tag team partner, Chris Haig. What up? <laughs> what up, bitches? <laughs> We're so street. <laughs> so, yes, indeed, you heard me right. Tonight, we are paying homage to Dwayne Douglas Johnson. And, yeah, it, it's not, you know, it's not The Rock, is it? But I dare you to go up and tell him that. <laughs> Your name's Dwayne yeah. Douglas Johnson. You wouldn't. You're a shit house. He's massive. He would eat you. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> and I do, I'm going to educate you now, son. Dwayne Douglas Johnson was born on May the 2nd, 1972. His mother, Atta, is a descendant of Samoa chiefs. He's part of the Anoi family, which include other wrestlers such as Nia Jax, Tamina Snooker, Rikishi, Roman Reigns, Umaga, Rosie, Yokozuna, Afasika, and the Usos. His grandfather, Peter Maivia, and father, Rocky Johnson, were also professional wrestlers. He debuted in the WWE, then known as WWF in 1996 as Rocky Maivia. He became The Rock in 1997 after turning heel and joining the evil nation of domination. He's an eight-time WWF slash WWE champ, a two-time Intercontinental champ, five-time tag team champ, a winner of the 2000 Royal Rumble, and possibly one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He played his own father in that 70s show and appeared in Star Trek Voyager. His main first movie role was in The Mummy Returns 2000, with his first leading role coming a year later on The Scorpion King. In 2013, he was named by Forbes as the top-grossing actor of the year. He's named Time Magazine's Sexiest Man in Hollywood, and I could not agree more. Ladies and gentlemen, you're God amongst men. <laughs> It's so true. It is so, so it is so true. <laughs> so, Dwayne Johnson, who I'm not going to call the rock all the way through like I did in the first take of this. I'm going to get my shit together. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Johnson, I was introduced to the artist formerly known as the Rock back in 2000 when I started watching wrestling with my brother, and the Rock was then feuding with the evil Triple H, also known as Paul Paul Levesque, the current. COO or some shit like that of WWE Entertainment because he's married to the boss's daughter. Nice one, Trips. The Rock, for most of it, when he first appeared in WWF, as it was known, he was a babyface, i.e. a good guy. But fans hated him because Vince pushed him down their throats as this, he's the first third generation wrestler with his, like I said, his father Rocky Johnson and his grandfather Peter Mavia also competing for the company. However, after a legitimate injury saw him take time off, he returned in 1997, began referring to himself in third person after he turned heel and joined the Nation of Domination, thus The Rock was born. And for some reason, people talked to it. Known for his charismatic and engaging skills on the mic, his self-imposed mafia of the people's champ, he really was one of the most truly electrifying men in sports entertainment and really... Perhaps not one of the most technically gifted wrestlers of all time, but ladies and gentlemen, let's not forget, this is sports entertainment, and damn it if that man can't entertain. He had a brief heel run in the early 2000s when he returned as Holly, the Hollywood Rock, where he basically sang about everyone sucked, and Hulk Hogan came out, and Hulk Hogan's a dickhead. But in my heart, he'll always be my Rocky. He'll always be my champ. 
and I will love him for it. Every time his music hits, you are guaranteed to see a reaction from that crowd. Once you hear that face, if you smell, and believe it, we all smell. Don't know what The Rock is cooking. It's a mystery of the ages. Kind of like, why does nothing rhyme with orange? Where did the pyramids come from? Are there aliens? What happened to Roswell? Nobody knows what The Rock is cooking. The Rock could be cooking anything. It's really about what perception you put on what The Rock is cooking. Think about that. <laughs> the Rock. I love it. The Rock still a big makes appearances on certain WWE events, most notably WrestleMania, which he'll host. And he shows up. He shows up to the 2000 and was it 14 or 15 Royal Rumble? I think it was 2015 Royal Rumble. But someone will correct me, no doubt, if I'm wrong. Making the save from his cousin Roman Reigns, taking a beat down from Big Show and the K and Kane in arguably what was one of the worst finishes to a Royal Rumble match of all time. It wasn't 2015, it was 2014, because he was champion 2015, wait, was it? Someone someone on Twitter, because I can't be asked Google, tell me what year that was <laughs> where he won the Royal Rumble. Not the year where Trips beat him for the title. So, The Rock, his first foray into film was with The Mummy Returns, in which he made a very short appearance at the beginning, and then this awful PlayStation 2 yeah. spider crab thing at the end <laughs> that kind of looked like a plastic dummy of the rock then mm. a year later he took part in the scorpion king which was co-financed with vincent, vincent kennedy mcmahon one of the weirdest figures in sports entertainment and co-funded by wwe films however since then he's gone to have great success standing on his own two feet merely not as a wrestler anymore but a legitimate actor a short filmography for you now he appeared in The Rundown, Walking Tall, Doom, Southland Tales, Gridiron Gang, Get Smart, Race to Witch Mountain, Tooth Fairy, The Other Guys, Faster, Fast Five, Journey to the Mysterious Islands, G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Pain and Gain, Fast and Furious 6, Hercules, Fury 7, San Andreas, Central Intelligence, Moana, The Face of the Furious, and most recently, Baywatch. Upcoming films include The Jansen Director, San Andreas 2, Journey 3, Doc Savage, Black Adam, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Rampage, and Skyscraper. He's also a producer, producing films such as Fighting With My Family, based on the Channel 4 documentary surrounding uh, another wrestling family, The Knight, the daughter of whom wrestles in WWE under the name Paige, and he produces TV show Ballers. So tell me, Chris... <laughs> Why did God make one so perfect, so talented, and so hardworking, but also so nice? See, I'm not so secretly convinced that he's like <laughs> that. He was born to counteract all the horrible in the world. I don't. That think he's he was like born he, he's there to balance her. Well, I'll be honest because I'm, I'm I'm I'll be honest. I'm open on the Wikipedia page here because I didn't research anything about See, him. This is the first time I've ever researched anything <laughs> yeah. for this part, and look how beautiful that flowed so well, and I am that, so proud of that. That was to me that did work really well, and I was like, oh, that's quite good. She's researched. Um, I don't expect that yeah, from me. But I had to look at like the birthday and everything, and I'm like, oh my, he's like 45, and I'm just I always presumed he was kind of like ageless. Well, I was about to say he is ages except for that picture of him that's floating around from 1997 you know the one where he says he looks like a butch lesbian where he's got the fanny pack on and the, like the haircut like oh the, the black and the yeah oh yeah. my god that i mean is, that and he's got like a uh, like a necklace on yeah. yeah oh it's the it, it made it was really popular like last year mm. and he wore he went to I can't, he, he I wore it again or something yeah he did i think it, i don't know if it was just for instagram or on saturday night live 
but he did wear it again. Yeah, I I mean I saw Wonder Woman yesterday, and I'm not <gasps> I'm not convinced that the rock wasn't made from clay and breathed light into by Zeus. That could lead a legitimate thing because I mean, first of all, I've called him the rock like eight times. Shit. <laughs> uh, I, I can't call him Dwayne though. I'm gonna call him DJ. Like we're bros. Right, let's see how long this lasts. Two minutes. I'm gonna call him <laughs> DJ, like we're bros, because I like like I don't fancy the rock, but I appreciate his physical beauty. But I like mm. to imagine that we would be like really good friends and that like I could talk to him when I was having a hard day and he would cheer me up because I would be friends with DJ slash the rock. Yeah. But I'd probably be really disappointed that he wasn't actually the rock. And that would probably bum me out. And I'd be like, Rock bossing me through a table and he'd be like, No, you could get hit and I'd be like, Rock bossing me through a table And then I'd be paralyzed going, Worth it, worth it <laughs> Sign my neck brace, DJ <laughs> Oh my god. I mean I think so he's on Instagram and things, he's always posting like videos of him meeting fans and stop taking the time to stop and meet people. Mm. And that could all be a front. But I would be so sad if The Rock wasn't a nice guy. Well, and to be honest, I mean, I've heard stuff, you know, because there's these various forums where they say, oh, who's a who's actually a dick in real life, who's really nice, all that sort of thing. And The Rock is a bit like, and I'm going to phrase this carefully, The Rock is a bit like Kylie Minogue, in that no one ever seems to have a bad word to say against them. They're always like, no, no, you know. Dwayne was really nice, he was, you know, he stopped photos, he chatted, he, you know, when I rang my mum, he spoke to her for a bit, and that sort of thing. And he, he does just genuinely seem like a nice, down-to-earth, honest, genuine guy. And I think that's a huge part of his appeal. There's no kind of, oh yeah, I, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's, he's not stuck up, but we, we, yeah. we know he's not one of us. We know he's not one of us. Well, no, I, I that does make sense, but I think it also might be a bit because he has come from the wrestling thing, and he was the first one to actually make that transition from yeah from the main wrestling stream. to kind of pro- proper Hollywood and not doing like oh a little cameo here or a little um, bit there or whatever. And so I th- I think that technically does we've sort of seen him go from like villain to underdog, which and is, we love a good under underdog story, which so. is is weird. When you think yeah. um, The Rock was an underdog. I think part of like what makes him such a nice guy and grounded is is the background he came from. And I'm going to read a story mm. to you now. <clears throat> so he likes to tell this story about how all he had was seven books in his pocket. And he likes to say, back in 95, I had seven books in my pocket. I was the lowest I could ever be. I knew two things. One, I was broke as hell. And two, one day I wouldn't be. And I think that really truly speaks to the drive he's had all these years because he never stops. He never sleeps. He's up at four o'clock every morning. And I know because I have the rock alarm clock and you can set it to wake up with DJ. And I just, I'm like, I'm not going to wake up before 15 in the morning, rock. I mean, you can because you're the rock, but I'm asleep. You know, like, and he's always talking about how he has to get up at that time to fit in all the things he wants to do so he can go and build his empire. And I think it's really smart what he's done. Not just only, like, he's clearly he's making a lot of money and he could command a lot of money. He is a bona fide film star now. He is not merely, like, I think John Cena is trying to do the same thing with, you know, similar amounts of success for The Rock's early days, but I think John Cena is more child friendly. And that's not a bad thing because I respect Cena and I respect his work, work ethic as well. But The Rock is he's constantly working, he's constantly making money, he's got a family to support, he supports his mum, but he's building an empire, he's trying to build a legacy. 
to leave behind and he can command a lot of money for a film now because it's not just neckbeards like me who go see this movie because the because <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's in it it's people will go see it now because they like him as an actor and to me there's people out there's probably kids out there well not kids because it's say 17 year olds who don't <laughs> really know that he was a wrestler or how big a deal he was in the wrestling because they just see him as an actor and that's really strange to me that's like being in wonderland mm. it's um yeah i mean so what i mean we've spoke a little bit about this but what do you think was do you have not what do you think but yeah well what do you think do you <laughs> do you have any <laughs> Do I think? Why, why do you think people like him? Um, I mean, we've mentioned a bit about the underdog story and you know his background and everything. I think he's very relatable, and he is someone who has you know that incredible work ethic. Um, but I think it's the fact that he, because you know, let's be honest. He first of all, he's a handsome guy. He's fine. damn right. He is. Han- yeah. He is. He is. There's a. There should be a word for him. Like that's not handsome. Because he's like handsome plus plus. Yeah. Maybe we should just call tweet him tweet us with your ideas for a new word. That's better than <laughs> that's handsome so plus plus. Yeah, like I don't called. know, rocktacular or something. Oh Who knows? no, that sounds like a Flintstones episode. Yeah, I know, I know. The minute I said it, I regret it. Fred goes to the rocktacular. <laughs> <laughs> then Wilma gets pissed at him. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just thinking of those um, adverts on at the moment for the bank. I know that's what made me think of it because one was on in work before, and I was like, "This is shit." <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I mean, I think if we're being not so much cynical, but if we are kind of breaking it down a bit, so the fact he is um, an actor of color, the fact he has this Hawaiian background, he has a Samoan. Bit Canadian, he has a bit Samo- Samoan. Apologies, not Hawaiian Samoan. Um, <laughs> it's like you didn't do any research at all, Chris. <laughs> It's like I'm sitting here with his IMDb page in front of me, and that's all, that's all I fucking managed to do today. Um, but yeah, so he has, you know, he's an actor of colour and everything, which I think does help make him, maybe not more, well, yeah, I mean, let's say more relatable, because he is more of an everyman in that sense. He's one of the few actors of colour who can, who, you know, does lead films still, because it's pretty much, it's like him, Will Smith... Denzel and then maybe a couple of us but I can't think of anyone else who's as prominent who's as do you get the feeling Denzel's an asshole um sidebar but yeah sidebar <laughs> I, I, I think he's one of the he's a very particular kind of guy so I think if you're friends with him he's like a very dry person but if he takes a dislike to you he can be a bit of a dick I think that's the vibe I get off it. Listeners, do you think Denzel looks like he's yes. probably a bit of a dick? Please tweet do us. not tweet him. No, Please do not tweet, tweet him. Us and then tweet us with who else you think looks like they could probably be a bit of a dick. And then we will, maybe we'll discuss it in future. Maybe I'll just message you back abuse when I disagree with you. You know what the fuck he's talking about? He's a saint. Yeah. And maybe we'll make maybe we'll make an episode that's just called the libel episode. The libel. I tell you, I'll tell you, I've told you he's a bit of a dick anyway. I told you this last time. I think did I tell you? Right. You can edit this out. But Aaron Taylor Johnson's a knob. Uh, is this from personal experience? Yeah. Or just yeah. a vibe. No. Oh. Right. Get on this. Right. So, 
I think I don't know. I told the story to someone recently, and it might have been you, and you might go, "Oh yeah." So I uh, no no, I definitely would have remembered. We this. had the premiere in work, well in Odin for Nowhere Boy, because it was about John Lennon, right? And I was like yeah. six months pregnant at that time and miserable, right? So they said, yeah. "I mean, you go on GSP and we're having this premiere and don't let anyone through without a ticket." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I'm checking people's tickets, and this asshole just walked past me, and I was like, "Excuse me, have you got a ticket?" And he was like, "Are you kidding?" And I was like, "Do I sound like I'm kidding?" And he, I was like, no one's going through without a ticket. And he was like, I'm in the movie. And I was just like, mm, you still need a ticket. And I didn't know it was him. And I was like, fucking bellend. And I even thought that then the director came up. It turned out he was banging. Or like, well, making love to or whatever. <laughs> and she was like, oh, he's with me. I've got a ticket. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I was more bothered about the fact that a girl I went to school with was in the film. And I was like, she had her ticket. And I was like, it was that knobhead. And they were like, that's kick-ass. And I was like, oh, shit. Kick-ass is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to unpack from that story. In the okay, so Aaron Taylor Johnson is a dick. You met his wife, who directed the first Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah, I never thought that. Yeah, she and was nice. He, he, yeah, oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's yeah because she's. I think there's a significant age yeah. gap. She he basically said to me, "Don't you know who I am?" To which my response was, "No, no." <laughs> I don't. I don't know who any of you motherfuckers are. I just want to go home. My feet hurt. <laughs> my back hurts. I have had no salt and vinegar crisps in ten minutes, and I'd rather be at home on the couch. So no. I just. I love the idea of like a tiny pregnant you just being like, do you know what? You film shit. Oh, I, don't I give a was fuck. not tiny. I was like massive. I was. Oh no 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 no! I mean like I because I. I, I the reference we've never met, but I just imagine you being quite petite. I am five foot eight and a half. Oh wow, well, okay. That's I am. I am like oh. a giant amongst women. I, I'm. Fair I don't. Enough. I don't mean this. I'm basically Wonder Woman. Fair enough. And Wonder Woman kicked ass while pregnant. So exactly. But I just kicked yeah. ass with my snipey words. Snip snip. <laughs> and I'm sure he didn't mean it like that. And maybe, but I was just like, <laughs> I don't know who you Do are. You- Hey, do you reckon you've been an anecdote of his? I bet you he just like well, I bet you he walked past me and was like calling me all sorts of names. I bet yeah, he was like e snotty bitch or whatever. And she was like, calm down, <laughs> it's fine. You know, she's just doing a job. And I bet you he was like for about five minutes. He was like calling me all sorts, and I didn't even think about it until I was telling someone else, and I was like, <laughs> fucking asshole. And he was like, that was kick ass, and I was like, it was kick ass. <laughs> kick ass was rude of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> like and then I like I was like oh my guess what everyone kick ass was rude to me like because I just I didn't click that it was him because yeah. on the poster he looked at difference and I was just like I have no idea who you are my friend's in this yeah. movie I know her hey Carrie <laughs> <laughs> and she was also on she was also in a, a BBC One thing called Lily as well just oh. Carrie Hayes that's her name she was lovely Carrie Hayes so anyway right what were we talking about. Um, how, why The Rock is likeable and why people seem to like him. I think him. as well, right, it's it's that he portrays himself as an everyman, but he's clearly not an everyman because he is an Adonis. But, so it's weird how he bridges that gap between, like, so relatable and so nice and charming and funny and... But he's not. He should be on Mount I Olympus think, uh, with a thunderbolt. Yeah, I, I think it's... It, it is that kind of Venn diagram, though, because, yeah, obviously he's, you know, a handsome guy and he's physically fit and everything like that, but it's the fact that he never 
comes across as arrogant. He never comes across as being like, yeah, you know, like all these like Instagram dudes where they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm just putting, I'm just putting some, putting some time in at the gym, and all that sort of thing. And they've got like, you know, their heads look like fucking pee on a drum compared to their mm. over swollen muscles, and it's clearly all about them. Whereas the rock, I tell you what it is with the rock, and it's you know if you think a certain celebrity would be like this. So for example, Rihanna would be fucking fun to hang out with on a night, but I wouldn't like trust her to make any long-term decisions for she me. She sounds like she's hard work. Yeah, I, like, that's what I mean. You hang out with her for a night, and it's like the best night ever. And then that's it. You're just like, great, I hung out with Rihanna. The Rock, he seems like the kind of guy who, if you said, oh yeah, no, movie house, he'd be like, yeah, I'll come give you a hand. <laughs> Without being asked. And you're just like, oh, that's what, thank you, Dwayne. That's what we're going to implement now. We're going to call it the couch test. And this is the new. With this is this is trademarked by North by Northwest. Yeah. The barometer of if a celebrity is a nice person or not is: Do you think they will help you move your couch? Yeah. Oh, I like. Okay, I like this. We're gonna. I, I promise you, we're gonna do it, if not like a full episode, but like a mini episode at some but point this, where it's just but you like you need to tweet us to tell us your thoughts because otherwise it's yeah. gonna be me bitching for half an hour about all the celebrities I fucking hate. Or send or send us like a you know lists of the celebrities that you want our opinions on, and we go. Do they pass? Do they pass the couch do test? Do you Anne Hathaway? Do you? No, she doesn't. Stuck a. Oh, see, I like her. I, but, mm. I think she's just stuck a bitch. She would. She Fair would just enough. like. Oh, I care because I I have an I have an acting class for actors who would ask us because I want an Oscar in Limes. <laughs> All right, whatever. Shut up. Fuck off. You want a Disney films, bitch. Um, yeah. It's like the Benchel test. It's a couch test. Yeah, I mean, no one's ever going to like fucking teach a uni module on it. <laughs> I mean, I might one day. But that's, you know. <laughs> that, that would be good. <laughs> but I'll make it sound a lot more like... <laughs> it's yeah. a lot more psychology to it than what you think. Yeah. Which is where I'll come in. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, we made the perfect team. <laughs> Yes, oh, this is something else I wanted to tell people, right? Me and Chris are both Hufflepuffs. Yes, we are, goddammit. And <laughs> I had disputed for such a long time that I was a Hufflepuff. So much in fact that I retook the test three times under three different scouts. I got Hufflepuff every time. And I was going to my yeah. boyfriend, I am not a Hufflepuff. And he was like, you literally just walked into the door. And I was like, fuck you. So yesterday, I was like explaining to my brother how, like, I, you know, I still didn't believe it. And then I was pretending to be Wonder Woman in the street and punch my own phone. <laughs> So, so me and Chris are both Hufflepuffs, which is just perfect. Yeah. I'd be fair, I'm I'm super happy to be a Hufflepuff. I'm quite proud to be honest. I so. mean, I was Mike thinks he's a Slytherin. Well, that's what the Sorted Hat said, but I think the Sorted Hat was drunk. And I, and he, I was he was all like, "Oh, Slytherin's cool," and I was like, "You literally invented fucking wizard hate light. Like, what? What are you proud of? Like, seriously? <laughs> like, we have Newt with the f- and Cedric Diggory. You know what I mean? And Tonks. And and. But I'm fucking Tonks. I forgot about Tonks. You, you've lit. You've got Voldemort. Legitimately, though, be ashamed. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I, don't be wrong. I'm not like anti Slytherin or anything. My best mates are Slytherin, and we, we, we work pretty well Chris. because. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm gonna quote Mindy Kaling here. Best friend is not a position. It's a tier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You you are one of my best friends. Dab straight out. But it's like I have different. <laughs> like you may talk about the you say for now. <laughs> well, basically, my my best mate Helen, who I don't think she'll listen to this, but if she is hello. Um, so basically, we've known each other since we were about eleven. Um, and when Pottermore came out, we were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this all that sort of thing. And we did it with Helen's now um, sister in law. 
and the sister-in-law was so mad that she came out of Slytherin, she just kept doing it, doing it until she got Ravenclaw, and then I just <laughs> turned to her and I was like, that's such a Slytherin thing to do, that. trying to cheat the system. <laughs> it's just like, no, Question. no, I really don't want to be Slytherin. Yeah. What house would DJ be in? See, I, I would go kind of Hufflepuff, because while I've no doubt he's courageous or smart, or has e- ooh, either Slyth- Slytherin or Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff, because actually no, Hufflepuff, because hard worker, plays fair, um, kindness, seems pretty, you know, chill and happy, and we'll just and be he like, likes yeah, to yeah, eat. Well, that's true. On his cheat, oh my god, have you seen his cheat days on Instagram? Jesus God, I mean, like, like I'm a fat guy. I can eat a brownie or two. <laughs> this man will eat like a, a a pan or two and just be like. Well, that was a nice snack. My, like, every time he posts a cheat meal, dude. my ass grows three sizes. <laughs> and I have a big ass. <laughs> so anyway, fuck you, Mike. We got The Rock. Who have you got? No one. Probably some members of One Direction. Slimy little bastards. Oh, that... that. Okay. I may have to cut that out just in case we get besieged. So, idea for yeah. future episode... Sorting your favourite celebrities into Harry Potter houses. Yes, we're doing that. We're doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this. It's it's because it's related to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, because that is what the episode's about. But I'm having a look at like his filmography, and I'm like, oh wow, he's actually been in some fairly good films. But um, and this is just a sidebar because you were talking about when he's in the Mummy Returns, which I still maintain the Mummy and the Mummy Returns are two of the greatest films of all time. Do not fight me on this. I will win. Um, please, is the the, C- the CGI on um, the Scorpion King in the last bit? No, I've realised what it reminds me of. You know when Beauty and the Beast came out earlier this year, and there was all that fuss over those Emma Watson dolls. Oh my god! Because they looked nothing like her. It's the same effect. So if you imagine, if you've never seen the Mummy Returns, look at um, what if you know what that first Emma Watson as Belle doll looked like when she had just like the wrong face, <laughs> like someone else's face. Yeah like, yeah, like they'd got like someone else's skin and stretched it over Emma Watson's face. That is a terrifying fucking image. It really is a terrifying image. Uh, and but Harry that's Potter reference. Bit like. Emma Watson? Is it? Well, she was Hermione. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, 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 just, I was thinking really dark and I'm like, who who got their face peeled <laughs> off in Harry Potter? What fucking Harry Potter book did you read, Emma? Well, do you know, I thought you were talking about like Quirrell or something because he had like that, the face, obviously he had uh, but the, Voldemort How did Voldemort get Emma? Right. Episode... <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter theories and fix and plot holes. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay, write it in yeah. my bullet journal before I go to bed. Otherwise, I'll forget. So, but yeah, was, didn't we have yeah, a Twitter poll? Yes, yes. I'm gonna have to take my dressing gown off because I am fucking roasting. Yeah. I got my. That is. Fun. I just did a shimmy. No one, you can't see it, but I shimmied because I've got my. To, to be fair, I I just shimmy because <laughs> I'm just like. Uh... I've got my Ghostbusters like. Oh shit! <laughs> you mentioned Ghostbusters the, again. Well, my pajamas are, are, are that film, that bus ghost. Oh god, we are gonna have to do a Ghostbusters episode at some point. Mm-hmm. At some point, we're gonna have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have a back catalogue. <laughs> like, you know, when yeah. I die, like my greatest will just be Ghostbusters related <laughs> podcasts, like rants. Pretty... The best bit it will... ever. Platt's rants to be all Ghostbusters. Oh no, it will be what's in your obituary. It'll be. <laughs> It'll be Emma Platt, she loved Ghostbusters. Devoted partner, and then she died. Devoted partner, <laughs> devoted partner, mother, Ghostbusters fanatic. No, I hope it just says Ghostbuster. 
Emma, here lies Emma Platt. That would be Ghostbuster. That's it. Oh, I mean, it sounds really dark, but I was like, if you, I mean, this is not happening, but if you like die or anything, I would try and get a proton pack and leave it on the coffee. Oh, yeah. I, That's a dark image, isn't but it? For what like I a, want you to do is rig up my coffin with like strobe lighting and smoke, so every so often it just shakes. <laughs> That'd be amazing because I wouldn't have to. I was, I was <laughs> taking a drink then. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Okay, so we're cutting all of that. <laughs> um, yes, so yeah, I ran a poll uh, a few days ago back when I thought um, that the Wi-Fi was working and everything. So I was like, so tonight we're also talking about one of our favourite humans, Dwayne The Rock, the Scorpion King, Johnston. Um, and saying which film is your favourite. So there were three choices and then a kind of like an other, and I actually a tweet in and all that sort of thing. So winning were the Fast and Furious 5, 6, 7, 8 that he's been in, um, and that was joint with Moana, um, and those were both at 33%, and then at 22% was San Andreas. That, I love San Andreas, it's pretty cool. San Andreas was fun. It's that's it's a, a stupid film, but it's that's fun. That's all a disaster film should be, is fun. Very yeah. literally a... And we know um, I like Moana. Moana... <laughs> In fact, I saw Moana a little while ago, and it was pretty good. It was I ended up singing You're Welcome like 12 times the other day. Because I, t- I did tweet this every time a resident said thank you, and I'd go, You're welcome. I'd be like, I see what's happening. Yeah, I had to do it. <laughs> I don't know if it was like part of my use. But then I realized at the end of the shift, I only sang that 12 times, and I worked for 12 hours, and I work with some. I, c- I can't say that. I will get fired. But there wasn't a whole lot of thank yous going on that day. <laughs> I see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, and then the other 12% were the other, you know, tweet instead. Um, so I had a friend of mine, uh, family friend, Vicky Parry, who said, you know, she found it really hard to choose. She really liked Moana, but it was hard to imagine because she just kept imagining Dwayne singing and not Maui. That's what I did all the way through it, and it enhanced my viewing experience. I just, yeah. I don't see him as a character. I just see him as <laughs> DJ slash The Roth. You're really running with this DJ thing, aren't you? I have to. I have to now. I, I feel like people call him DJ, and if, like, by sight, like, like his friends, then maybe I'll, okay. I'll feel like I'm one of his friends. Oh. I am. I have a. That's that. I know he loves me. Yeah. That's the thing. It, it's that wonderful feeling of The Rock where you're just like. I have a feeling that somewhere in the world he just, he just unconditionally loves me. And people. people can't prove that he doesn't. You can't prove that The Rock That's doesn't true. love me. I mean, maybe not me specifically, so let's keep the dream alive. That's true. At some point he said, oh yeah, I love all my UK fans. And that's and, like, and yeah, that's fan. proof. I'm like, that's me. I'm like, that's me. He means me. Yeah. Uh, go on. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we had Brooker as well saying it. <laughs> the poll was a mean, mean choice. He only voted for Fast and Furious because of the daddy's got to go to work <laughs> scene. I wish I could do that for my girl. Which, if you don't know what it is, it's in Fast and Furious 7. It's in seven, um, and he's basically in a full body cast after leaping from a window to save someone. As you do, <laughs> as you do, um, and he sees the, the the finale destruction happening in Los Angeles, which is apparently just down the road from him, <laughs> conveniently, and he just like says, "Daddy's gonna go to work" to his little girl, and he just like pops himself out of his body cast, <laughs> like his muscles just finally go, ah, so we're doing something. Then, and just, he he just it's it's. <laughs> It's possibly one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. 
It's so good. Um, and then Brooke also said um, he quite liked uh, pretty much everything he does. Early stuff like Walking Tall, um, which... Uh, do you know what? I've never seen. I love Walking Tall. Like, the first two movies I remember him like, properly doing were the rundown on Walking Tall, and Walking Tall is fucking boss. I love what I go, what? Really scouser? Fucking boss? <laughs> fucking boss, lad? Only I'm allowed to do that impression, Tony Black, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Last time I saw him, I was like, am I supposed to kick your ass for like eight things you said online? And he was like, no. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure I am. Uh, I, I didn't um, kick his ass. I was like, drunk instead. It was awesome. Pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, so Brooke said, like, walking tall, welcome to the jungle. I forgot about uh, welcome to the jungle! Oh my god! Was that the Sean William Scott one? Uh, is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Like the thingy from American Pie. Yeah, that's one to the jungle. And, okay. I think Christopher oh. Walken's in there as well. Is he? Oh, that's cool. Oh, I've never got <laughs> um, And then Juice in the Morning uh, said, Pain and Gain, he played such a weird but awesome character. Which is true, because I've just rewatched it this weekend, because I've basically been trying to get my dad to slowly get through it on Netflix. And he... <laughs> He thinks it's insane, but he quite—I think he finds it quite fascinating, and I think it's possibly the best film Michael Bay's done. So, um, but yeah, if you've not seen it, basically, <laughs> DJ plays this kind of former coke addict, super Christian bodybuilder in the nineties who ends up getting involved with like a kidnapping scheme, and it's wild. He's such a weird character. He makes it. He really sells it, though. He's so likable. <laughs> I, I oh. think as well he can do action and comedy because he's obviously done a lot. Mm. He did Rock Bomber on Saturday Night Live, which he oh, was Barack Obama, yeah. and he's been on a lip sync battle. Which you know, last week we talked about me appropriating gay culture. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was like concerned about me appropriate gay culture, but then all I spoke about to Chris at the weekends was like drag race, and we said things like, "I'm shook, shook." Once uh, well, I I did tweet that out. I did tweet out part of our conversation like <laughs> immediately after we'd both watched the film. I mean, I, w- I was in like... work, and I Chris had put up about Puff Puff, Puff, so I had to send him a picture of my socks, which yeah. he immediately replied to, "Nice, <laughs> have you seen the finale?" And I was like, "That was it then." Because we're we're yeah. terrible, and then on Sunday I sent my picture of my socks. They were Harry Potter socks, and they were Gryffindor. They were Gryffindor, yeah. and I was gonna wear like Slytherin today, but I had Power Rangers ones on instead. Maybe I should tweet at them to RangerPod, <laughs> like, which I've been listening to a lot. Okay. Not that I'm I'm not supporting other shows, <laughs> but I really do. Well, I'll do that at the end. Um, so yeah, The Rock. I'm looking forward to the Jumanji because Jumanji's called Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. So mm. Disney. I think Disney owns Jumanji. Did you know they? They do. Right. Yeah. They must have some faith in them, like to put, like give them Jumanji because it's such. It's not just that it's a beloved movie. It's got Robin Williams in, and everyone loves Robin Williams. I mean, when I was little, mm. it was Mrs. Doubtfire and Jumanji. They were like the two ones I watched quite a lot. So they've obviously got quite a lot of faith in them to help so, you know, them to carry this. And that's the thing. He's done kids' films before, like The Tooth Fairy and uh, Race for Trampton. Oh yeah. Down. At least you know. Uh, <laughs> just talk about Jumanji. Have you seen what his character's called? No, please tell me. Doctor Smolder Bravestone. <gasps> oh! oh! I found my dragon. Oh! 
Dr. Smolder Br- Smolder? As in like Smolder. smoldering? Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Oh! I'm gonna call my second ball that. Smolder Oh my god. I mean to be fair, the other names are pretty good as well, so you've got Kevin Hart as Moose Finbar. <laughs> You've got Jack Black as Professor Shelley Oberon. And then you've got Karen Gillan as Ruby Roundhouse. Ruby I hope she kicks some people. I hope she kicks some people for that. Oh my god. I should have hope so. I'm going to go see this movie just to Moose Finbar. Moose Finbar and Dr. Smolder Bravestone. The exciting uh, adventures of Dr. Smolder Bravestone and his psychic Moose Finbar. <gasps> <laughs> That is, oh, that's, I've had a shit day, but that hit me right up. <laughs> oh, Chris, I knew you were in my life for a reason. You're like an angel of good news. Oh, yeah, pretty you much. You are. So, I mean, I don't have anything left to say on the man who will be president one day. Because he yes. said he's, he's open to running for president in 2012. And, I mean... 2012. 2012? Oh, my God. The time machine's broke again. 2020 and like I was thinking oh there aren't enough people who will vote for Donald Trump but the thing about Dwayne Johnson DJ if you will is that everyone loves him people from the south and people from the north see I said that very delicately then see what I mean people from the west and people from the east and people right in the middle, they love him just as well. And this has turned into a children's audio book. I was about to say, that sounded like a why. really creepy, like, the middle was such a big, wide space full of wondrous things. Um, so, I mean, I, I would really like to be on my deathbed and be like, I lived in a world where a wrestler was president. Because if Donald Trump can be president, then I'm fucking pretty sure that Dwayne Johnson can. In fact, I believe... And if it's not going to be him, I really want it to be Michelle Obama. Yeah. Oh, Michelle. Or actually, no, yeah. Michelle. I was going to say Sasha, but Sasha's way too young yeah. and I want her to be happy. I also Michelle. like to pretend that I'm friends with Michelle Obama and that I call him now. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, I'm. It's not fair enough that I... Michelle Obama is my imaginary friend when I'm 30, but it's Michelle Obama. And she, she's she's one of like my like ladies I look up to. Mm. Keep preaching on, Mo. Yes. Keep preaching on. Um, yeah. You need to get that book about her, where it's it's not like what Michelle means. I need a bracelet that says "What would Michelle do?" right next to my "What would Wonder Woman do?" right next to my "Kick all their asses" bracelet. So, what would Michelle do? What would Wonder Woman do? Violence. <laughs> I don't think I need a reason. Anyway, right before we wrap up this podcast, I have to say I finally saw Wonder Woman yesterday, and I mentioned last time couldn't go because my dad had a heart attack. So I went yesterday and like I oh my god I, like I actually when Diana goes into No Man's Land I got proper goosebumps like literal goosebumps I oh mm-hmm. like it was just I oh I can't say enough good things about it I just loved it I loved everything about it she was brilliant she was strong and she was heroic and like oh it's just so good it was just so good it is it it's genuinely one of my favorite films of the um, year um. But I, th- I think I've worked out why. So there's a YouTube video, I think it's a channel called Just Write or something, and it says what you can learn about screenwriting from Wonder Woman. 
And it basically goes on about the video for like five, six minutes and it says the reason it works is because during stuff like the no man's land scene and the bit at the end, you know, where she chooses love and everything, mm. it's sincere. Mm. It's not like what Marvel's doing where they sometimes play it for laughs a bit or they subvert it, that sort of thing. It's a very sincere film where they go, no, no, we're not, we're not kidding. Love really can yeah. do like this. You know, Diana is going in not to be like funny or anything. She's like, no, I'm... I'm I'm gonna go across no man's land and she just does it and that's what I really like the fact it is super sincere and she's just awesome she's such an awesome character I think we should do a podcast episode on why Wonder Woman works while everything else previously has pretty much failed besides the Nolan films and we could talk about that because I have a lot of thoughts on Wonder Woman and most of them are Mm. just oh my god it was so good it was so good to be fair I'm already vetoing for that episode to be called like you know a tribute to Wonder Woman and less and much lesser DC films because <laughs> I, I yeah like I saw Suicide Squad and I it, it wasn't like as terrible as everyone's making it out to be but it wasn't great. I mean the problem is we were watching the Justice League trailer yesterday and I said to my brother this looks awesome mm. and Mike just went yeah but Suicide Squad looked awesome too because that was a fucking sick trailer the oh, Bohemian Rhapsody trailer was amazing and this one is like it's a come together. Oh, and I love at the end with yeah. Diana just goes, "Shall we?" And I was like, Heck "Yes." I just, I love Reese Wayne when uh, the Flash goes, "What's your superpower?" And he goes, "I'm rich." See that? Yeah, that seems pretty funny. I quite like. That. I like um, Ben Affleck, and I will also fight for the fact that Ben Affleck is a worthy Batman. But that's another story for another time. Yeah. It's twenty past ten. Ooh, well, I have to go to bed. I'm going to say. Yeah, one thing I was just going to drop in really quickly, <coughs> uh, which I recommend everyone watches. Um, because you were talking about the Suicide Squad trailer, there's a Game of Thrones version of it, <laughs> and it's amazing. No, 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 it's so good. Like they have the music, and it's you'll have to send it to me on Facebook. Oh, it's so good. Send it to me on Facebook. I will. Right, I'll send it. So good. Right, I have to wrap this up because I'm in work again tomorrow, and it's be six o'clock in the morning, and it's now twenty past seven. I've been awake since five. So, <laughs> thank you for joining us on this sonnet, ode, romantic poem, epic love story to Mr. Dwayne Johnson. I'm Emma Platt. You can find me online, well, on Twitter, at The Crushinator. I have been tweeting more recently, but I've just figured out how to use GIFs, and I use them a lot, so enjoy that. Um, That's all I have to say. Okay. Um, I'm Chris Haig. You can find me on Twitter at higher underscore boy. I've been tweeting fairly regularly, uh, and I pronounce it GIFs. Um, You can find us on Twitter at North by (laughs) Northwest. Oh, um, you can... In uni, are you? <laughs> well, so are you. Not anymore. You're doing your PhD. It doesn't count. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find us um, at North by Nerd West. You can email us at North by Nerd West Pod. We are on iTunes. We are on um, Blogger. I might try and get us on Acast at some point. Who knows? Um, but yeah, you can always just drop us a drop us an email, tweet us, um, and you know, all that all that good stuff. Have you had a nice time this evening, Chris? It I doesn't have, matter if you had a nice time. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>